Hello and welcome back, supple folks, to another installment of your favorite podcast. Nope, it isn't Stegman and his amazing friends. Devil's Advocates Book Club? (laughs) Wrong again. It's Supple Boys. What kind of adventures have the supples gone on? How much do your surroundings affect art? Are ponchos in? The answers to these questions and more can be found in this new episode of the weekly show where the titular supple boys discuss everything from pop culture news to whether or not any of this is even real. This episode, we'll be talking about our first Comic-Con together, whether movies are better in the summer or winter, and why Back to the Future Part 2 is a slapper. So sit back and relax for another hour of free audio entertainment with Griffin and Ethan, the Supple Boys. my show in your poultry newspaper. Not while you're in the grasps of the ringleader. (laughs) Help anyone, please help. Superman, you must help me. Not so fast, Miss Lane. What? I'm sorry, Lois, but I have to livestream myself eating some very sour kumquats for as long as possible, or I'll die! No! Yes! I'm sorry, Lois. Hey everyone, it's Cal Hell Yeah, back again with another stream. Today I'll be eating some very sour kumquats. (laughs) And I like it? And I like it? (laughs) That's the best bit. That'll be fun for people later. Yes. We'll go back to that and they'll be like, oh yeah. Good <laughs> shit. Part of our good shit package. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a good shit in the chat? <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Supple Boys episode three. Uh, the trilogy, our first trilogy is complete. Ethan, um, what would you say about it? Chronologically, is this the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy? This is the sequels, actually. Well, we started with the sequels? Yes. Got to keep that that lore straight going forward. Then that's gonna be rough. This can, uh, yeah, shit. Backed ourselves into a corner on that one. I guess it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we agreed that going into this new show, we were gonna keep things linear. No, nope. uh, no. Nope. Make sure that we we could we could stay on top of all the lore. I do love lore. Um, you love Spider Man. I love Spider Man. I love Griffin. I love podcasting. I love the supple folks. Those are the things that I love. I'm going to the comic book shop for the first time in like two months tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very excited to get my hands on some new books, particularly Venom issue number 25, a sponsor by Donnie Cates, art by Mark Bagley, incredible cover and two page spread by Ryan Stegman. I got back into the comic shop like, like a week or two ago, so obviously before stuff was shipping again, and it it was a magical feeling to be back. I was like, ah, oh, this is beautiful. 
And did listen, shop, boys and gals, did you get to walk I am I am mostly quarantining, but uh, I was I was at work because I have to work, and then I had a break, mm-hmm. and I popped down the road to the comic shop, and yeah, they were having people in, but only like two people at a time, and you got to be wearing a mask and everything. And I got in there, and it was awesome. And the guy was really cool. It was a shop that I haven't been to before. Uh, and it was a gr- really great feeling. Also, the guy is the biggest Donny Cates fan in the world, which was fun. And he had, like, a big photo of Donny Cates up on a flat screen on his wall. Um, <laughs> uh, so good. And listen, we're all big Donny Cates fans. Mm-hmm. So that, that mm-hmm. was a fun celebration. And, yeah, I, I got to get back in there now that stuff's shipping. I'm so excited that comics are back. Me too, Ethan. Um, speaking of comics and comics that have come out this week, I know I have not had time to read any of them, but I understand, Ethan, you have. I'm on top of comics, dude. You know me. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> uh, I actually mentioned in our supple suggestions uh, in the first mm-hmm. episode, I mentioned that DC on Comixology is doing DC daily digital first. Um, and, and so like they've, they've had stuff coming out for a while, despite comic shops, not getting any shipments. And I mentioned how one of my favorite comics writers, Mark Russell, uh, is, is doing a lot on there. He's doing swamp thing, new roots, uh, and he's doing, uh, Batman Gotham Knights, And those, those are really good because Mark Russell's really good. Uh, but I just like, it's like, I just, it just keeps dawning on me the size of what they're doing with these daily DC digital first, because like it's, they got wonder woman, uh, agent of peace. And that is written by Amanda Connor and, uh, and Jimmy, is it written? Yeah. Written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, which is a very like acclaimed duo. And they've got them on our wonder woman book, uh, for this, this program, which I think is really cool. Um, and then you got Gail Simone has jumped on board and she's now doing like a couple at once. I mean, she's doing, mm-hmm. uh, flash, uh, fastest man alive. Uh, she, she's done like five issues of that so far. And then now she's the first issue has dropped of birds of prey, sirens of justice, uh, which is right in Gail Simone's wheelhouse. So these mm-hmm. are like, these are like big deal, like big names, just like dropping daily comics for 80, 84 cents, like on comiXology. And like, I'm just like, it's dope. DC is like committing to this new, Thing. so this is like really a thing to watch i feel going forward um mm-hmm. like like i just keep checking in on it like because like also they've got on there uh batman the adventures continue which i don't know if you've heard about that but it's a continuation yeah. of the animated series uh <coughs> yeah no written I'm written by alan burnett it. and paul dini and then pencils by ty templeton and it's really mm-hmm. cool like it's introduced deathstroke into that universe and stuff um that's and sweet. that's again just 84 cents and it just drops and it's like oh shit okay um that's so dope I know it's they're really establishing something new uh, with this, and you know, with everything being so up in the air with what DC is doing with their their distributors and um, and stuff like, they're definitely trying to uh, test the water for what the future is of putting out comics. Uh, and uh, totally. I'm excited for it, and I'm certainly enjoying a lot of these series dropping. I mean, fucking deceased. There's like a series that's exclusive to this, Deceased uh, Hope at World's End, and it's fucking incredible. It's so good. And it's like an essential okay. chapter of Deceased. And you just jump on there, and it's like a buck, and you got it. I mean, so that's really awesome. And I'm loving mm-hmm. that. But yeah, this week we got like an official comics release shipping to stores from DC and Marvel. Uh, and that's a huge deal. You said you haven't gotten to read anything yet? I have not, no. It is only Thursday night. 
Um, it is. And so new comics dropped yesterday. I worked all day yesterday, worked all day today. Then I recorded a podcast. And now I'm recording a second podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we love podcasting so much. You can't get I us d- to stop. You I can't d- get the fucking mic out of our hands, you know? Mm-hmm. You can take the podcast. You can take the boy out of podcasting, but you can't take the podcasting out of the boy. You can't take the supple out of the boy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Marvel only dropped a few this week, uh, but we of course yeah got Venom number twenty five, uh, mm-hmm. and is fucking fantastic. Uh, slight spoiler that I know you already know, Griffin, is that we got a really beautiful double page spread in there from Ryan Stegman amidst all of the uh, Mark Bagley artwork, uh, teasing what is to come, and I think that what's coming in that book looks absolutely incredible uh Mm -hmm. and i'm really hyped for it we got amazing spider-man number 43 uh Mm -hmm. which is like the second part of this story with gog uh did you read the previous issue with gog i haven't yet you are so behind motherfucker (laughs) oh my god i'm just stuck i'm just stuck (laughs) staring at the entire 2099 event that's literally where I'm at in comics. Is I stopped at the 2099 event and it was like, oh fuck! All right, I got to read all this and then I can get back to it. <laughs> well, you know, once you eventually catch up, there's like a super emotional arc with Gog uh, mm-hmm. that that wrapped up in this issue, and like the the previous issue got me, got me to tears. I'm not gonna lie, and then this one wrapped it up, and I was very satisfied with where it went with really beautiful Ryan Otley artwork. So. Hell yeah. That was really, really awesome. I'm really happy with that. Uh, and then beyond that, over in the in the DC realm, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we got Jimmy Olsen last week. Jimmy, I don't know if I've talked about it yet. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen is one of the best series coming out right now. Um, mm-hmm. Written by Matt Fraction, who is one of the funniest people on Earth. Uh, and drawn by Steve Lieber, who, if we're connecting everything to Spider-Man, drew the superior foes of Spider-Man. Uh, so and good. is really incredible. Yeah, with that. Uh, that book is phenomenal, and that new issue is really phenomenal. Uh, and then beyond that, we got we got a bunch of we got Justice League continuing and everything. So it's yeah, I mean stuff is back in full swing, and I think uh, I think it's really exciting. A lot of a lot of good stuff coming out, uh, and eventually you'll read some of it. I do love comic books. Uh, you know what else I love, Ethan? What else do you love me? Yes, yes. We were talking earlier tonight about how we were soulmates. Best bromance. That's the award we would win at the MTV. <laughs> MTV movie of fuck me. God damn it. Best kiss. Fuck? Best butt. Um, I also love ponchos for some fucking reason. What are uh, we doing here? What is this? <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I like. That's kind of why I'm bringing it up because it's that's kind of my own reaction to it is like is this what you're wearing right now you said you made a poncho yes how do you make a poncho cut a hole in a blanket oh now it's a poncho (laughs) that's pretty much it but today at work i was wearing one around and i felt very regal because it was like a leathery sort of thing i was like Mm -hmm. oh damn some star wars ass shit dope and what's that guy what's the guy's name from fallen order Poncho Cal, man. Cal, Cal Kestis. Cal, Cal the Kestis. Poncho Kestis, I believe, is his full character. <laughs> are you leading up to saying that ponchos are like your new style? I think so. You're a top not in poncho man now? I think so. It's like quarantine. Burning Burning Man Chic is your new 
Fuck yeah. That's my new, <laughs> that's my new look, everybody. Please. What is? Um, do I need to change my look? Is everyone giving me the signal that I need to change my look? Donnie's shaking everything up. Ryan's getting jacked, and you're just going in some some fucking zigzag direction. I don't know what's going on. Me neither, but I am enjoying the ride. I'd like to take a quick detour for a a supple story. Yeah. Um, the story of St. Louis, Ethan. The story of St. Louis. This is listen. This is going to be an episode of tangents, uh, and I would love to talk about St. Louis. Okay, fuck yeah. Just a really quick one. A real quick little mm-hmm. chat here. So, How many long of you were we know, friends before St. Louis? We went to St. Louis in 2017. Uh-huh. We met uh, at the very end of 2013. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, we were friends for like four years. Um, and that's purely, that's, just to be clear, that's purely over phone and Skype and everything. Phone and Skype. For a really long time, dude, just phone. I remember, yeah, I, I remember the the day that uh, we skyped for the first time. Do you? I don't remember that. I do. Matter of fact, I think I have a photo from that day. Actually, no way. You gotta because dig that up for the fucking podcast. I took podcast a picture notes. of the of the screen and sent it to Dylan. Uh, Dylan our, is our our good friend who was uh, at the time he was doing our Spider Man podcast that we did at that yeah. point in time about the superior spider-man um and so we were we were all friends and i sent it to dylan i was like no shit i'm talking to ethan we just kept talking about the cw shows and other things of course yeah uh and then eventually yeah four years later we had done a podcast together and we for a long time we were just chatting but it eventually came back to wait are we but podcasting because we were also talking a lot about podcasts that we listen to and damn it's approaching like a decade of supple boys (laughs) yes it is dude (laughs) that's crazy close we're pretty close to the first 10 years fucking marvel studios first 10 years logo oh shit we gotta put together our box set (laughs) oh my god um Gemma, somebody's definitely gonna Please hit me with that Supple Boys Marvel Studios <laughs> logo. I will shit myself. <laughs> oh my god, I would awesome. fucking love it. That'd be awesome. Maybe it's in Supple Boys colors as well. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta Just dig up that photo of the first Skype. I wanna see that. I will. I can actually probably get it out right after this recording. I'll pull it up. That'd be awesome, yeah. And so we were but friends St. Louis for a while. was the culmination. Yeah. Because we were like, Jesus, man, we gotta figure this out. We gotta hang. It's It has to happen. And... For a long time, we just kept looking for um, Comic-Cons that would be a good midpoint, which there really is no great midpoint between right. Oklahoma and Michigan. Yeah. Um, but we finally which got is to... Fun- which is funny to say, because now it's Michigan and Alaska, which is like... Which, the midpoint is somewhere in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and so we kept looking for things, and... I don't know, stuff wasn't really popping up. And then we were like, oh, there's there's this little tiny one in St. Louis. It was a wizard con in St. Louis. And we were like, mm-hmm. you know what? Just technically, like, distance-wise, it, it is a pretty good, like, even sort of uh, amount, I think, between each parties. And so we just, we pulled it together, man. I just remember every day, uh, this is my, in my freshman year of college, every day I was in class and then... I would, I would get out of class and be like, I got to find this hotel. We got to get these tickets. I was just like planning this shit, making sure yeah. that we could pull it off. Yeah. And then we booked everything and it was like, oh, fuck. 
oh fuck we're gonna hang which is crazy because we were like teenagers with no money exactly no exactly we scraped that thing together made it happen just one random ass weekend uh in april uh i was still (laughs) in school like it was like classes were still going and i was like i gotta get the fuck out of here i'm going to see what i think i skipped class uh a couple of classes to to yeah i think i did too yeah (laughs) yeah dude and uh so yeah we went to st louis for this wizard con and uh it was like i said it was of course your supple boys here and our our two friends uh fred of course who uh some rewind folks uh, may remember from a couple of our specials uh and Mm -hmm. and the aforementioned dylan um he was also our co-pilot uh, for all of C2E2 for anyone that was hanging out with us. You may remember him. Um, and so we were all in St. Louis, and it was just fucking fantastic. It was literally the coolest, craziest thing. Also, because St. Louis ended up being kind of a, a weird city because it was so empty. It, was it felt so, so empty. empty. Yeah. It was very eerie. I don't like remember we walked what to was the going on. a lot, like even at night. And yeah. It was just the streets went on forever with no people. No, uh, except for that one time that we got shaken down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was that time. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah. But most of the time it was so it was so eerily empty. And also because it's right on the river. I'm going to elaborate really of... fast. We got shaken down. <laughs> but this guy was like, like this guy was like, there were two guys that I think were homeless. And one of them was like, you got money. And we're like, no. And he's like. I'm not going to stab you. Like, don't worry. And like lifts his shirt and pulls down his pants to show us that he's got no stabbing apparatus on his person. But then his friend is over here talking to me and he's like, nah, but I got my knife in my shoe. And I was like, does he say that? Yes. I completely missed that. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And also his friend wanders off and just starts like walks up to people's cars that are stuck in traffic and just talks through their window. (laughs) Oh my God. That was, that was uh, it was good. We were. Uh, I, I remember that we were coming out of uh, insomnia cookies, right? Because you live near Detroit, but I've never been. I had never been in a city that big before, so for me, it mm-hmm. was like, oh my god! Like that was such a surreal thing. This con, we found, of course, one of the famous bootleg booths, of course. Yeah. And this was pre Disney Plus and everything, of course. This was pre. Um, no, not pre Civil War, of course, but uh, it was it was before the current state of Spider Man, for sure. Um, and the '90s show, you couldn't fucking find that shit anywhere. You got to pay no, for yeah. each episode on Amazon. Come on, no. And instead, at this bootleg booth, we come across a box set of the a, '90s. Just show. a fat, just a, a fat, fat TV box deluxe set. box set. Of the 90s animated series, which I have here right next to me, and it's one of my prized possessions. I also got the bootleg of uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the famed Broadway musical, which we watched in our hotel room that night. Uh, And it was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. It was awesome. I, especially because this recording, (laughs) like, once every, I don't know, 20... 30 minutes this dude would be like oh shit oh shit and he'd have to put his camera down and he just <laughs> wouldn't see anything for about five minutes sometimes and then it comes back up and you're like all right cool we're, we're back 
Uh, and also the show is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, maybe it's some people weird. like it. It's weird. It's weird. And I guess it's kind of... That song Bouncing of, Off it, the Walls is pretty good. It's a banger. Um, I guess the... It's it's an interesting thing in Spider-Man, I guess, regardless. <laughs> it's kind of like Unlimited a little bit. Cue the theme. definitely like that uh like you know the fucking southern green goblin singing that song about being a freak or whatever (laughs) (laughs) my god that's so good that's so bizarre oh my jesus so yes this this magical bootleg booth it was incredible and i know that like when we we both saw the 90s show set and we just fucking both lit up because we were like this and we is were like it. oh no 60 dollars oh and then we no. like we looked at our food money and we were <laughs> like nah i have to have it but you know what remember that pasta place right across the street that was really hotel? good it was like a i don't folks will have to to maybe remind us on twitter or something or maybe i'll just look it up but it was like a Qdoba Chipotle style like build your own right. um, quick restaurant sort of thing um but for pasta like noodles and shit not it yeah. it wasn't noodles and company it was some like premier shit <laughs> it was very good it was very very good funny thing is that's probably like a chain in St. Louis and people are like yeah, nah, probably. I don't know, we got these all over Missouri or something yeah but for it us, it me. was it was an adventure. <laughs> also, shout out to Mission Tacos. They had some God fire damn. tacos. Yeah, I have a dope three quarter sleeve shirt from them. Oh, oh my right. god, one of my favorite shirts. Um, and it was great. The whole that trip. was a that was a great trip. Who we, all did we meet at that con? We met some celebrities. Uh. I mix it in my head sometimes with the con that I went to in Oklahoma when, uh, a few years before that. Because in that con, I physically ran into Lou Ferrigno, uh, and I didn't and I didn't realize it. Like I had my family there with me, and I and I like had to run into somebody, but I was so focused on where I was going. And then my mom was like, "But you ran into Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> like that was the Hulk. You just like chest bumped him, and then walked by, and I was like, holy shit." Um, holy shit. And then I also met Mark Bagley there, the artist of the the wonderful new Venom number twenty five. And I had Hell to, yeah. I got so nervous that I had to be convinced to approach him uh, and get him That's to adorable. sign my stuff. That's yeah, adorable. that was that and was a dream. Totally understandable because that man, yeah, is extremely talented. My cat's meowing. I gotta let her out. Ugh. Cool. <laughs> Who's she talking about? All right. I'm pulling a Donny Cates right now. I just don't think I'm done. Uh, talking about the fact that some movies are better in the summertime 
oh and they are in the winter time. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Oh um, bomb ass pasta and tacos went to a cool. Oh yeah, we shop. met a Hura from the original Star Trek. Fuck yeah. There's more people. I'd, oh, Sean Gunn. We met Sean Gunn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Michael and, Rooker uh, was right next Michael to him. Michael Rooker. Michael yeah. Rooker, who was the coolest mm-hmm. dude, uh, native Oklahoman like myself. Nice. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, I like those guys. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. What is your favorite Yondu moment? <sighs> I like when... It's not exclusively a Yondu moment, but I like when they're trying to explain to Baby Groot what he needs to go get from the the drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he's like, he's like, it's a badge. Like, he's like, he's like spelling it out. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so fucking good. I fucking love at the very beginning of Guardians when we see uh, we meet him in Guardians Two. Uh, and he's on the sex robot planet, oh, that's the so nightclub planet. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but like the way, just like him standing there, oh, I know, his like awesome. shirt off and everything, and it's just kind yeah. of, it's it's kind of it's gross. Like it's it just is. like oh no, oh this. And he has this man. weird. He has that. He's weird, so sad. Like, he has that weird, intense interaction with Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that shit. I love that movie. Those are good movies. Um, I agree. Yeah, they were really cool. And we met some cool comics creators as well. Most, almost every comic creator I've ever met is like the coolest person. I, I think agree. that's a common, that's a common thread amongst them. They're all like fucking, like just they they, they're they're all Daniel Warren Johnsons and Ryan Stegmans. They're all just cool creative folks, uh, and I hope to be among their ranks one day. That would be awesome. It really. Would. So that people can be like, you broke the streak. You guys are assholes. <laughs> oh, damn. You guys are shit stains on the comic book industry. A real Zadarsky, if you ask us. Um, so all this to say, can you believe Ethan and I have only actually met in person three times? And now we're in business together, running a podcast empire. Don't let, don't let, don't let time and space stop you. Find your, that's what, I've, find that's what your, I've always said. Find your creative soulmate. Hey, Aww. brother. Supple hey, boys. What is this Let's... shit you're trying to talk about with movies in the summer and the winter? What is this? Yes! <laughs> yeah! No, okay, no, listen. I genuinely... I was going to talk about the CWDC TV shows, but I know that it would mean a lot to you if we talked about Just for movies a second, in the summer still, and the winter. Just for a second, because I still want to talk about the CWDC <sighs> Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to be too fucking tired after this. What is this? No, it's it's just as simple as why the fuck would you release a movie like The Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker in December? It is weird, but also like Disney like tried to carve out December as like December is all about Christmas and Star Wars. Like those are like, like I... they they want I think I think that And then they released it's... Solo in the summer and it fucking died. Yeah, but it felt so good coming out of that movie. Are you kidding I, me? Well, I know that, but nobody else gave a shit. But I'm saying, but you did you feel? Would you say you felt a sort of difference? Do you think you can feel those sorts of differences when you're consuming stuff? Do you think how much do you think your mood and your surroundings play into how you feel about a piece? Oh, like a lot. Like I, the, the biggest impact is who I'm going with, I think, and what the attitude is uh, mm-hmm. in that situation. Uh, 
like I saw Solo with my fiance and her grandparents. Mm-hmm. And her grandparents were like, oh, I love a Star Wars, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. Fuck yeah. And so they were very excited. And then I was very excited. And then we had a great time because they were just like, I love every Star Wars. And I'm like, me too, motherfucker. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in your head you did. Yeah, in my head. Um, So that was a great experience. But then like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the effect to me. I don't know that season has ever had a difference to me. Um, See, I I think I have to disagree. Okay. Because in December... When it's the end of the fucking year, everyone's like kind of tired because everyone's either, you know, it's the holiday season at work. That is or not how I see it. I see it as the buildup of excitement of the holidays. Oh, but the holidays are so exhausting in general. <laughs> that is your personal stance. Like when a Star Wars trailer would come out and it would be like, this Christmas, I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Our, God, okay, then... Then there's nothing special about July 5th. Like who gives a shit? Yeah, because you know why I give a shit. It's not because it is a particular time. I think it's the fact that it is no particular time. It is like the the last time that I felt excited about that, I think, was when I was a kid and the Raimi movies were coming out. And so it would be like May 2nd, your life's going to shit its pants. And I'd be like, (laughs) I know because like school will let out and then I'll Mm -hmm. be like, I'm free forever. And now Spider-Man's here. Like that was the last time I think I gave a shit about that. See, but there's, I think there's still something about in general, because for me at least, days are just better in the summer. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Seasonal depression, very real thing, I think. Very and, real. <laughs> and, and so just generally in the summer, I'm just in a better mood. And so mm-hmm. if I spend all day doing whatever on a, on a Friday in July and I'm outside doing whatever, soaking up some rays, maybe maybe chilling out, maybe listen to Ray some who? music. Ray Star Wars. And... <laughs> Copyright that TikTok. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. I, I'm so sorry. I do not know the name, but it's from a TikTok. Go find it. It's great. Um, it's one of the. It's it's from Mr. TikTok. He posted that. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, I love his stuff. <laughs> that I can go and and we can have a have a nice drive to the movie theater. You know, you get all the boys. You get hype. You go to the movie theater. You go on in there, you watch a good-ass movie, you come out, you come out, and maybe it's still even light outside because shit stays light till, like, 9.30. Fuck yeah. Day's not Mm -hmm. even over. Just feels so good. You come out, it's all warm and everything. It's just so much better than me coming out of that movie and being like, oh, fuck, it's so fucking cold. I fucking hate this. I'm fucking (laughs) tired and cold. Fuck this. I'm, I feel like I'm just like predestined to dislike the movie a, even a little bit more in the winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's it. I'm not with you. I'm on I'm on a different page. That's fine. No, that's good. But I I'm respect glad, it. I'm, I'm glad we disagree. I'd love to know what other people think. Then yeah. that's it. I, I would like, love to go back to that with... vibe of like school's out. It's movie time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now there is no school... And there are no movies, so it's like... (laughs) (laughs) That is a fantastic way to end that shit.
So this week's musical interlude, um, not very obscure, I think, uh, like our previous two uh, selections. This was um, People Get Up and um, Drive Your Funky Soul uh, by James Brown. <laughs> that shit is my jam, dude. That Literally, shit. Literally, so every once in a while, I just play that while I'm showering, and I just yes. dance in the shower. Yes. And it just really yes. sets my day off on the correct path. You know no, what I mean? No, exactly, because it is a nine-minute jammer. It's a nine-minute song, and you don't and want it to end, which I feel no, like is exactly. rare for anything that's nine minutes long. And particularly for Spider-Man fans, like, the song starts, and you're immediately hit with with Spidey 3 vibes, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But then there's about seven more minutes of the song before you actually get to the... I know, and I was about to say, when that bit actually kicks in, like, because mm-hmm. you wait for it for so long, mm-hmm. and then, like, it just fucking kicks in, and it's like, ba 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 it's like, oh, that's so hype, that's so fucking good. It's so good. How dare you, what the fuck, I would never blame Peter Parker for just grooving. No. Go off king. And Go like off you, king. Like, and, like, people joke about his hair. You have roughly that hairstyle right now. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Oh, man. Are we in supple suggestions? Oh, no. Look, it's supple suggestions. Oh, also, if you want to check out the musical interlude, there's a Spotify link in the description. Check it out. Supple Boys playlist. It's good. It's great. It is good. good I like it. This song will now be... 50% 50% of the entire runtime of that playlist. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Please start us off. Okay. Uh, well, I've got a okay. movie and I've got a comic suggestion as always. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And once again, my comic suggestion is a manga. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I mentioned it the other day and I think you called me like a weeb or something. I'm getting I, there. I don't know what the fucking deal is. I think I'm going to start buying swords. What do you all think? That uh, sounds dope. <laughs> that sounds so dope. What are you kidding me? Uh, uh, I will say real quick, I downloaded the Shonen Jump app. Yes! Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if... Is everything free on there? Or you were talking about a subscription? It's a subscription. It's two ninety nine a month. It's $3. And you get like practically unlimited access to everything on there. Fuck yes. 
Yes. Um, give me one second. Cut this out. Because I'm trying mm-hmm. to find the title of this thing. I'm not going to cut it out. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, so, uh, I've, been, I've been reading a lot of manga all over the place with it. Uh, one of my absolute favorites, and this is not a hot take, but for anybody that hasn't gotten into it, this the, both of my suggestions are like weird and dark. Uh, that's just the mood I'm in this week. Inexplicably, who could tell why? Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, listen, one of my absolute favorite comic creators, uh, manga or otherwise, uh, is Junji Ito, uh, and he's a fucking absolute master of of not only the comics medium but just of horror um, and his stuff. Maybe there's people that it doesn't freak the fuck out, uh, but it certainly does to me. And I'm like quite a stickler about horror. Like it's a very specific uh, type of horror that really gets to me. And his is just almost without fail, like just gets right the hell under my skin. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe this like maybe that's not a suggestion that like maybe you're not hearing that and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like. But for me, I get excited about that. I like I like freaking myself out, and um, and uh, I recently read uh, his Frankenstein, uh, which I thought mm-hmm. because most of his stuff is is quite like original and whatever. But he kind of did an adaptation of Frankenstein, uh, and uh, it's not my favorite of his work, but it is really really interesting. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting choices in there, and it's and it's a very good uh, taste of his art and what he does. And I would say it's like one of his less scary works as well so if you Mm want to kind of get a taste of what he's doing check out his frankenstein uh and if you if you're handling that pretty well move on to his other stuff i think my favorite that i've read of his so far is called hellstar remina uh and uh that listen like i think that everybody (laughs) should read hellstar remina if you like comics or even just like sci-fi that shit will blow you away like i've never seen comics do what he does in Hellstar Remnant. And like a quick uh, overview of what that is, is uh, that there's like an astronomer or whatever, like some sort of scientist that studies space and he, and he discovers a new star Uh and he calls it Remnant after his daughter. And so she becomes famous. Like everybody's like, Oh, Remnant, she's the star girl. She's like, you know, she's got a star named after her. So she becomes kind of a celebrity. And then they start noticing that that star is getting closer and it gets closer and closer and closer until insane, like mind bending crazy shit happens. Like where the art is like, like shit that I've never seen before. And it's absolutely spectacular. Uh, and it freaks me the hell out. Uh, and, uh, I really cannot recommend that more Griffin, write it down. Cause you got to read it. It's so good. Um, especially especially if you like cosmic horror because that's a real like spot in me that like i really if i if i find something that hits that like i know not a lot of people like the movie prometheus i love the movie prometheus and i of course there's like stuff that i get why people don't like about it but that is an itch that i need scratched quite frequently is that cosmic horror that lovecraftian kind of stuff and hellstar remina is one of the best examples i can think of uh that scratches that itch uh, so yeah, that and Frankenstein and just Junji Ito's work in general. If you're a fan of horror or just great comics, uh, definitely, definitely dive into some of his work. Uh, I might have some updates of more stuff of his that I'm reading later. Oh, shit. Nice. 
cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I'll fucking read it. Awesome. Okay, so this week, as you know, I finished Legend of Korra. Yeah. Um, the which is the sequel series to Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I talked about on the first episode, and now we were talking about talking this. I, about... I've never seen Legend of Korra, but I know the very ending, so it's also like, can I watch it now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we'll just kind of talk about that for just a second. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll just talk about it right now during the supple suggestion where I talk about Legend of Korra. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Everybody's talking about Avatar now because it's on Netflix. Yeah. That's simultaneously super cool and super annoying. <laughs> Y'all slept on Avatar for fucking 15 years. <laughs> and now everybody's an Avatar fan. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Great. I'm excited about it. And so I watched Legend of Korra for the first time. Um, and I thought it was a mixed bag. See, I've heard that I've heard that a lot, and like I'm, I'm very curious to hear you explain that because like, I've never heard anybody explain. I've, 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 I've seen a big chunk of Avatar, never finished it, and then I haven't seen Legend of Korra. And Legend of Korra looks awesome to me, so I'm curious mm-hmm. why it didn't hit for people. Um, I think mostly because the design teams, the art teams, just fucking destroyed it once again as they did in avatar oh okay, over. Cool. Yeah. all the design elements of Korra are fucking fantastic cool even in uh book two which is like whew, that is hard to get through and it's only like 12 episodes um, is it is the show the same length as avatar no avatar was 23 episode seasons uh and they did three of them and Korra yeah. did four more or less a 12 to 14 episode oh, season. Okay. Um, and I thought season one was interesting and, and did a lot of kind of cool stuff, especially aesthetically. I thought it was super cool. And the, the sort of dynamics of the world they'd set up post avatar was interesting. And, um, I thought the character work was okay. I didn't think it was as, uh, I don't know, satisfying, I guess as avatars, um, but then, uh, at the end of that season, they make this bold choice that I thought was like, oh shit, that's super cool and very, very interesting going into the second book here. And then they immediately walk it back oh, <laughs> and no. sort of reset for season two. I don't know. I thought parts of it were super cool. And do you know any behind the scenes stuff of why maybe it has some, like, did it, were there any struggles? Not the, a whole lot. I, I've. So we've got all these, uh, all the art books uh, for each right. season. Uh, That's at the super house cool. Here. It, they are awesome. That is part mm-hmm. of the suggestion for sure. Those things are Dope. incredible. And the Avatar one, oh my god, oh my god. All right, god. fuck. I'm I'm gonna watch Avatar. I, I have slept on it as well. I'm guilty of that. I'm gonna start it. Ah, you gotta watch it. Um, yeah. And uh, so I have. I've only glanced at the art book, so I don't know much of the behind the scenes. Okay. Interesting. Well, can we talk? I mean, like, let's have like a brief spoiler section because I want to okay. talk about the ending really fast. Okay. Spoilers for the ending of Legend of Korra. Uh, we were talking about this briefly before the show. Uh, I, I don't. I don't mean to get political here. Uh, <laughs> I I love uh, LGBTQ uh, representation in media. It's quite mm-hmm. an important thing to me in my own writing. I I often like focus on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I heard a lot about at the time when Legend of Korra ended with kind of the the implication of a lesbian relationship right but it was like it's very vague um mm-hmm. 
how what i mean what was your impression of it because i haven't actually seen the i just remember hearing about that i think it's very heavily implied i think Mm -hmm. it makes sense uh not in the in the sort of sense of like it makes sense in the fact that i don't feel i think some people think it's very abrupt and i i think maybe in my own head i'd extended it it was certainly not present in the uh, forefront of the of the narrative at all right um okay. do you get the sense that that's that 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 it that's largely because of like it being a show on a kids network like there's only so much of that that you can get away with before parent groups start protesting and shit i think that certainly could be and yeah. is probably it's probably very likely that's the case yeah yeah but i i also don't want to say anything because obviously i don't actually know but i don't know fucking checks out big corporation doesn't want doesn't want lgbt stuff uh you always hear about like fairly odd parents introduces a kid with two dads and then somebody like burns down nickelodeon like (laughs) yeah i know that fucking sucks um (laughs) people suck people suck is also the other part of our catchphrase on the show Like what you like. I, don't th- be I thought a it dick. was please don't suck. Just we're begging you. Just please be please cool. Don't suck. <laughs> for a second. <laughs> please, please, please go to sleep, Batman. <laughs> I can't sleep. Don't you know I can't sleep? I Peter, I haven't slept. Ugh. In it's just that like days. uppers and then downers and uppers and downers. <laughs> and at a certain point, it's like I don't know if I am awake or not. <laughs> what? Is real, Peter. <laughs> Aunt May, Aunt May, and the whistles blowing the kettle in the background. Or the fuck. Did you have right. more to say about your recommendation or sort of suggestion? Uh, I think some people are like, "Where the fuck do we get this? Why didn't we get four more seasons of uh, Ang and the rest of them, um, the original Avatar group?" And I would say I think that the story is still, I think, worth telling. I think this is still. Yeah. I would rather have this than four more seasons of Avatar as we know it. I think it's just it's just generally interesting to see what they do with the the world um and so the you're happy that it exists as a sequel absolutely no abs- okay, absolutely cool. absolutely um because i like a lot of the characters and there's a lot a lot to like about the show like each season has bangers for sure cool. um okay. it's just sometimes you gotta sludge through some other stuff to to get there it's not as like avatar for me like almost every element after you get to a certain point in it is just on point like every episode almost so when i finish avatar should i watch all of legend of korra or should i watch it as with a guide of like here's what you skip no i think because it's short enough Mm -hmm. i think it's fine i think it's 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 all worth watching still because who knows you might someone you know some somebody else might really dig it um it's true i will leave it at that uh, all right. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I think just Avatar is, so you mm. may have to find a different way to watch it. Legend of Korra is probably available on Nickelodeon Plus coming uh, in a couple of months. Not sponsored. No, actually, I saw a thing that all of Nickelodeon's shows made a deal with like Netflix or whatever. Yeah, so they're all going to be on there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering when that's going to drop. Hard to follow because... all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I'm super excited for that because I love me some Nick shows. I mean, I, know, I already I can't went wait and to go back. bought Avatar, obviously, and I own all of Danny Phantom too because I was like, yeah, right. Oh fuck yeah! It was like thirteen bucks. It was That's crazy. Awesome. I was like, yeah, I know because Danny Phantom's fucking awesome. I love Why Danny is, Phantom. <laughs> do you know who has the the fucking rights to Danny Phantom? Because we should hit them up. Yeah, right. We should. I totally. So we when we were in C two E two. What what's that artist? Is it Gabriel Piccolo? Gabriel Piccolo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. He he did a wonderful, wonderful Danny Phantom piece of art that I had seen on Instagram before, and I bought a print of it, and I love it. It's on my wall right now behind me, uh, and it make every time I look at it, I'm like, God damn it! I would love to write a Danny Phantom book. That would make me so happy, especially Fuck with yeah. how a lot of properties come back for to like IDW and stuff right now. Like there's mm-hmm. a Napoleon Dynamite series going and stuff. Like fuck just give me a denny phantom book please <laughs> that would be so awesome good. i would love to do that here that's my suggestion is that you, somebody should give me a denny phantom book oh dope suggestion <laughs> <laughs> did you have another actual suggestion i do real quick yeah um it's and it's in the line with how yours was kind of a suggestion mm-hmm. mine is a suggestion with like a lot of caveats. Uh, I, I'm I so I watched a movie uh, called Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss. Have you ever heard of this? No. Uh, let me look up because the it came out in like the film festival circuit, uh, and uh, let's see, the original title of it when it was playing in the film festival circuit was seven stages to achieve eternal bliss by passing through the gateway chosen by the holy storch um, god damn <laughs> yeah but wait till i tell you a bit of detail about this this movie uh has taika watiti in it okay this movie has dan Harmon in it as an actor okay uh this uh, this movie has kate micucci in it uh okay. and it is about a couple that 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 uh, starts to rent an apartment and once they've started to rent the apartment they find out that their apartment is a location where uh it's actually quite famous for having cultists break into it and kill themselves in their bathtub um and uh taika watiti plays the holy storch the leader of the cult that they are all following Mm -hmm. uh and uh, Dan Harmon, who, as I've said recently, is my favorite writer of all time, he it plays the cop that's investigating each of these suicides. Um, and this movie's fucking weird. I'm sure you can tell from that. And it's very like it's very very out there and 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 whatever. And it's like available on video on demand stuff now. Um, let me say this. I was I was going back and forth on whether to recommend this. So this is like I said, it's recommended with like an addendum. If you are really really sensitive about suicide stuff, uh, mm. which is like obviously like a very uh, legitimate thing, I like I saw uh, a specific movie that I'm not going to spoil what it was in case people haven't seen it. But I saw a specific movie and it had a very realistic suicide depiction scene in it, and I realized that that's a real trigger for me. Um, and it really like, uh, depressed me for like a few days after it. Um, but that was like a realistic thing. It was a drama movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like I understand that being a trigger for people, and uh, this movie is a comedy, and it takes all of that stuff very in a very goofy way. But if that is a thing for you, I would probably avoid this. Uh, that being said, the movie is really, really, really funny. Uh, okay. Like there are some moments that had me like crying laughing. Dan Harmon is unbelievably funny as the cop that's investigating this whole situation. And Taika Waititi is Taika Waititi. So he's like, it's very funny. Uh, the movie is just fuck. It's one of the wackiest things I've seen in a while. Uh, and it's so dark. It's like one of the darkest comedies I've ever seen. And it's very, mm-hmm. very strange. I'd be fascinated to know what you think of it. Um, but I don't, like story wise, I don't love everything about it. Like I was thinking about how I would rewrite the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and there are some pretty big changes that I would make. But I cannot deny that like it's a really really funny movie. Um, so if you if you can take a dark comedy, uh, and that that kind of dips into some some uh, some of that that st- that darker stuff, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of laughs to be had in that movie. Particularly if you like those uh, those those guys, Taiko Atiti and Dan Harmon, but. Um, yeah, it's just fucking weird. I would love to know what other people think of it because I haven't heard anybody talking about it. Um, so yeah, I that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I'd never heard of it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, sounds, it was something. It sounds fantastic. It it is something, man. It's got um that guy that played Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. Um, oh yeah, and, yeah. And I've like not seen him in like anything. Uh, but he's really, really good in it, and he delivers this monologue in the bathtub in that movie that I like. Wish I could go back and do in my drama class in high school. Like it's so fucking funny. Um, God, it's such a funny movie, but it's just also very upsetting. So that's like a half suggestion for me. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, these are upsetting times. It goes with the movie. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's seven stages it. to achieve eternal just bliss. Dive head in. All right, well, I am excited to check it out. I think I got more music for you folks. Um, psych! I'm actually going to suggest Back to the Future Part 2, mostly because I just want to talk about Back to the Future Part 2 I love that movie. Oof. Me too. Um, what do you think? Tell me your Back to the Future ranking. Oh, Oh, well, one is a perfect movie. Like, I think one is one of the few perfect movies in the world. Like, to me, right. th- that and Jurassic Park are, like, the two, like, perfect movies I can think of. Um, so, one is definitely up top. And then and then two and then three. Uh, I like three okay. a lot. I know some people don't. I think three is great. But, yeah. I fucking love part two so much. Yeah, I it's l- great. Some people are like, it just fucking redoes the first movie so much. And I'm like, but... But that's awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's awesome the that they go back. The cyclical stuff of it is like uh, incredible. I think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, all the future stuff so goddamn good. The it's production stuck with design me my on whole that. Life. Goddamn. Yeah, that no. Like you that think pink about hoverboard. That's just, the pink that's, hoverboard. The metal. So there's this thing in my hoverboard. head that I'll never not want to own one of those things with all of my soul. Dude, when I found out that they actually sold the 2015 the the color changing hat that he wears yeah 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 freaked the fuck you out. had that I in St. That Louis shit. I did hell yeah I did um that's a awesome hat that's probably one of the my favorite things just ever that fuck I had. yeah dude very supple sortus I would say 
Well, yeah, I mean, the Supplesaurus is very, like, fashion-forward. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what he's known for. So I think that that's something that he would definitely... I mean, he's here on the line with us producing the show. Was that... You want to nod if that's something that... Yeah, yeah, no, he would love... We should send him one. Uh, just yeah, as sure. an appreciation token. Mm-hmm. But he he does look pretty good in his propeller cap that he's always wearing. I know, I don't want to mess up his, like, M.O. But... <laughs> his M.O. Man, would you drive a flying car? Okay, so like with fun, when people talk about flying cars and they're like, how would that even be regulated? I always think about Back to the Future too because you see in the sky that there's mm-hmm. like lights lining the roadways and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like those floating yeah. like buoys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that looks pretty. I mean, that looks, I don't know. Can't imagine trying. why that wouldn't really work, I guess, or why it would be any less dangerous than... Yeah, I'm sure there'd be the same amount of car accidents at least, which is a lot. So I don't know. They would, but the thing about a car accident in the air is that you're in the air. Actually, it's certainly going to be fatal. (laughs) So you will also fall to your death if you. Well, we could cover every city with a giant net. Uh, (laughs) That that would be tight. Yeah, yeah, no. But if flying cars come, I'm not going to not drive a flying car. Man, the flying Cybertruck when that is revealed. Cybertruck definitely looks Back to the Future Part 2 inspired. It does. It does. Hell yeah. Man, that dude's named Griff in that movie. That fucking sucks. <laughs> God damn it. I love... Michael I just, J. Fox you, is so goddamn good. I was about to say, if you, like, you know, you're talking about the movie repeat, the mo- those movies, like, repeating themselves and whatever... Anything to get Michael J. Fox to play different iterations of the same character. Like, him playing his son is fantastic. It's so good. So good. And, and his just, daughter, and actually. Is it not the most fun thing in the world, seeing the different time period ver- variations on the same jokes? Like, what the Come fuck? On. What? Get it's out of so here. so creative. Nobody calls me chicken. That's awesome. There's always money in the banana stand. Nobody calls me yellow. <laughs> awesome great fucking movie. the official stance of the supple boys is that we'd like back to the future hot take everybody back the fuck off we like back to the future all right are we bringing back to the future back (laughs) into the future (laughs) i have a uh one of my favorite things actually on my wall is it's a like textless um uh, version of the Back to the Future Part One, yeah. the Drew Struzan one. That's awesome. Um, it's a beautiful piece. I fucking yeah. love it. That's I dope. Absolutely I love, love it. it. Batman. I mean, come on, Miracle Worker. Are you kidding me? Mm. Those we didn't even mention are Christopher so Lloyd. As well. Christopher Lloyd is incredible. I agree. <sighs> All right. Is that a supple boy? Oh, <laughs> actually, boy. sorry. No, I have one more suggestion. It's a. Oh, uh, no. It's it's our um, supple boy cuts that are coming out in just a couple of days. Yeah, actually, what are they? when you hear They're this episode, of... it'll be Saturday the twenty. No, sorry, the thirtieth. Um, our cuts are supposed to be dropping June first. Ethan, you guys excited um, about the Snyder cut? Who gives a shit? What you should be excited about is my cut of Spider Man three and Griffin's cut of the two amazing Spider Man films into one three hour super film. Uh, we Three we, we set out to super film. We set out to fix the uh, the Spider-Man movies that are more plagued with issues, and I mm-hmm. think we've done it. And so I hope people enjoy these cuts. 
I'm very excited for that. Um, and uh, I'll say that it all comes from a place of love. Uh, oh, even yeah. though we've chopped those movies up, I think we love everything about them, the good and the bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, till we die. Yeah. Um, Web stands for Raimi life. Stan- Raimi stands for life. Web stands for life. Spidey stands for life. Hey, that was pretty good, I think. Uh, we'll call that a Supple Boys episode. If you liked this episode, you can email us, suppleboys at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, and uh, maybe we'll have a mailbag episode uh, when enough of you guys chime in. Send us uh, some of the stuff that you guys got, some of your own supple suggestions. We'd love to hear them, and we'd love to take a look at them and talk about them. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, at suppleboys. Um, and, of course, we're on two other podcasts, Ethan. We are. Stegman and his amazing friends and Devil's Advocates Book Club. That's the Amazing um, Friends Network. And uh, it's it's an awesome array of shows that are uh, at least comic book adjacent. Check them all oh, out. Hell yes. Don't worry, we don't talk as much on the other two shows. <laughs> <laughs> I am Griffin Sheridan. You can find me at Griff Sheridan. That's Ethan Smith. You can find him at Tales to Astonish. I believe that's everything. Oh, hey, we're on Apple uh, Podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's official. Hope you're subscribed. Leave a review. We'll check. Uh, we'll I love as well. iTunes slash Apple Podcast reviews. Please leave some. They make me really happy. They make me so goddamn happy. You guys, the old Rewind folks, you guys know those things literally would be the highlight of my fucking month. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah, so absolutely. goddamn good. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and remember to always like what you like, and don't be a dick. If you could, please. I would appreciate it. Take us out, vibes. No, not the vibes. Ethan, dude, we're trying to mellow out of the show. Vibes are coming back in. Chill hip-hop beats, chill hip-hop, chill lo-fi hip-hop beats to open and close your podcast to. Provided by Supple. Thank you. Hey, maybe you got a poor connection, son of a bitch. No, it's all like Griffin has a poor connection because he's a real piece of shit. (laughs) There you are. There you are. You're De Niro. (laughs) You're De Niro. Somebody in the chat at the live stream today was like, Griffin's so good at impressions. And I was like, Griffin, did you make a second YouTube account and join <laughs> no, the chat? You no. <laughs> I think I'm good at impressions. And let me tell you. You are good at impressions. You're certainly better than I am. That means that means so much to me. Yeah.